Today's episode of the Poncho Section is brought to you by Hasbin's My First Catapult by the makers of My First Morningstar. Yes, My First Catapult. Little Timmy will be hurling boulders into the neighbor's yard in no time. I mean, neighbor's fortress. Fun for the whole family. And if you order now, you can save $50 off an additional purchase of Hasbin's My First Trebuchet. Similar to a catapult, but different. You know what, guys? I'm gonna sue you. Sue me? Yeah. What are you suing me for? For copyright infringement. Ooh. You guys are crimping on my style, and that's trademarked. <laughs> yes. Swag so that's fresh. A, swag so fresh. <laughs> that's a very good segue <laughs> into you. today's, I guess, one of today's topics. Yeah. Right? Today we have on our very good friend, Jessica Bogwitz. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, You're welcome. <laughs> so yeah, we just had a little bit of a falafel shawarma truck, which was delicious. Oh yes. So now we're all mm-hmm. full and feeling sick and ready to podcast. Yeah, and Perfect. sort of take a nap. It's about a 50-50. Yeah. yeah. That's how it feels. <laughs> How's your day going, guys? You know, um, my day's been okay. For We're recording this on a Monday. Mm-hmm. and like Somebody I got feel a case like, of the Mondays? No, I don't actually. Today wasn't too bad. And it's nice weather out. And we're podcasting, and I feel like it's not too bad. Not yeah. too bad. You know, could be we're worse. Drinking, drinking some beers. Some beers. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, it could definitely be a lot worse. And, um, yeah, I mean, today was slow, but, I mean, that's, that's how Mondays are. That's how Monday is. Yeah. And yeah. tomorrow will be um, Tuesday. Tuesday. What? <laughs> this is news to me. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I feel that Tuesday is the worst day of the week, and we should just get rid of it. We don't need them anymore. I'll vote for you. Yeah. I feel like every other day has a genuine purpose. I've definitely told this before. I don't know about it on the podcast, but I've told this before. Every other day has a like a legit purpose. Tuesdays don't. I, I don't know about that. Okay. Um, usually trivia is on Tuesday. What would you do without Trivia Tuesday? Well, right. you could do Trivia Wednesday. It doesn't work. Or Thursday. No. Doesn't have you the, can't do that? Doesn't have the 2T alliteration thing going on. You could do Trivia Thursday. That's not that. Doesn't have the same sound. Unless you have an Irish accent. Thank you. I think, Trivia Tuesday. Trivia Tuesday. <laughs> that was not, I don't know what that I was. I think you gotta <laughs> cut. What you gotta do, keep the days of the week the way they are. Hmm. But what you do is you cut out the things that you do. Like, you have working, you work three days a week. Right. Mm-hmm. And you work for three hours a day. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you work nine hours a week. And then everything else is free time. Weekend, you can do whatever you want. Great. Um, how and do you get paid the same amount. I'll, well, there it is. That that works. When I'm president, <laughs> I will put an executive order in that will say you can do that. Because apparently you can do that. You can do yeah. anything. All right. Your apparently, exec- we're finding this out. <laughs> yeah, That's we find cool. out more and more every day. But we are not a political podcast, no. right? But you are changing my mind on Tuesdays, at least. But I don't know. I, I guess that, that works. That works. Yeah. Just okay. don't do anything on Tuesday except for going to trivia. All right. Okay. There we go. I can do so, that. So now that we got the days of our week straight, <laughs> let's... Uh, Let's dig in, shall we? Yeah. All right. Um, Jessica, thanks again for joining us. Oh, I don't know why I'm my. calling you Jessica. Jess, thanks for joining us. Jessica, Jess, asshole. I, don't, I never call. I've never called. What you would Jessica you like to be called during this podcast? Uh, my alter ego, Joyce. Joyce. Joyce? Yeah. All right. All right. I'm gonna call mm-hmm. you Jess because okay. I'm not gonna get used to whatever. That is, in this. Whatever makes you comfortable. In, in the 45 minutes that we do this, I'm not gonna get used to. I'll that. try to remember Joyce. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Not gonna work. So we've known each other. Gosh, how many years now? 
My goodness. I met you my sophomore year of college. So we're going back to the year 2011? No, 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 no. We're going 2010? At least. Earlier. Earlier. 2009. 2009. It was our junior year. I'm thinking 2009. So that would mean eight years. It's a long time. That's a long time. Yeah. That's a small child. <laughs> that, is, that is that is an eight-year-old an eight child. That's our friendship. Yeah, there you go. It's just if you guys needed a visual, there you have it. Uh, all right. Well, um, yeah. So I had and some notes today. Actually, perfect. Which is, oh, which yeah, I got their notes out today. Yeah, and I wrote them in script, which I'm very proud of. Nice. Can you read it in script? No, and that's and that's the and that's the key. That's the key. No one else can steal my notes, not even myself. Perfect, because I don't know what it says. We're um, onto something. But uh, so yeah, we I guess our listeners know we went to SUNY Oneonta. Yes. And there's a big music industry um, major there. Yeah. You, so your your major was it music industry? Or? Yeah, I did a music industry and I did minor in communications. Right, minor in communications. Very useful. I always get mixed up because there's the music industry and then there's the music, just the specific music right, major the music without major. the industry. Mm-hmm. So it's just like make it as a musician or find something else. Exactly. Pretty much. Yeah. So okay. So your music industry and what made you decide to go into that? Um, I really wanted to go into music production, mm-hmm. so I took the course at Sunonianta. Was mm-hmm. going to do the minor. Mm-hmm. Um, after taking a course in it, turns out I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> and that really, what I want to do is have an office, work in a cu- have a cubicle, and have pictures of my family and friends. Well, that's nice. So, um, I decided I want to work in the background of yeah. the, the music industry, the publishers, the boring stuff. That's what I wanted. It's not boring, though, if you enjoy it. Pete, Outsiders thinks it's boring. No, no, Don't listen to the Outsiders. <laughs> never never do that. Don't let the bastards get you down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no. So so you've been playing the bass guitar, right, for, for how many years, would you say? Oh, wow. I would say uh, 13 years bass guitar and then... Um, 17 years bass in general. Okay. Nerd! Oh, get out. I'm just going to start. I'm just asking <laughs> questions about how long you've been doing things. Yeah. So how old are you today? And you, don't have, you don't have to answer that. Yeah. Uh, how long have you been? Excuse me. Excuse me. How long have you been converting oxygen into carbon dioxide? <laughs> well, 27 years. Oh, you got me. Oh, no. <laughs> so, so you said 17 years yeah. for the bass. I would say so, yeah. So was right. that the first instrument you ever played? I mean, uh, in second grade, I played the recorder. Yes, yes. Um, we, that, I did too. I was, yeah? I was terrible. You were quite advanced. We learned in third grade. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. I they think, started I think this early. Right. Oh man, we weren't ready for it. Second grade, they're like, no, third graders. They can't. They don't get it. the recorder. Nope. So, yep. <laughs> and then you fell in love after that. Like, recorder's great. I gotta, I gotta well, move on from here. I really wanted to play the saxophone. For some reason, I loved Bill Clinton. All right, and we all right. Charmer. Um, I was too young to know what uh, Monica Lewinsky was about. (laughs) I just thought she was a nice lady that got in trouble. I had no clue what was going on. So I love Bill Clinton and I love Lisa Simpson. Those are my inspirations. I want to play saxophone. Um, Then fourth grade, they have you try out the instruments and you get to choose and stuff like that. That's right. So I was like, hey, I want to play saxophone. They're like, okay, here's a mouthpiece. Can you blow into it? Turns out I couldn't. Really? Unlike Monica Lewinsky. So. Oh, <laughs> dun, dun. I just slapped my notebook. That didn't, that didn't have the same effect. I was we, we can add that later. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll add a sound effect. About the rim shot. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so they're like, oh, you should play a stringed instrument. Yeah. And my brother played the bass and I looked up to him. Aww. I was like, I want to be just like him. 
So he quit a year later, but I continued. That's <laughs> <laughs> so you did you play bass guitar like initially or did you play So I played the, the upright, upright bass, bass yeah. yeah, in the orchestra. That's, That's interesting. I was also an orc dork. Orc but dork. not <laughs> me initially. Too, me too. Not oh, initially. Yeah. I also mm-hmm. wanted to play the saxophone. Interesting. They put me on the trombone instead, and I hated it. Because mm-hmm. you wanted the, to play saxophone. Yeah, and the band leader was an asshole. That's usually how it is. So I was like, fuck this. I'm jumping ship. I'm going over to that orchestra. And I started playing the viola. Yeah. Nice. And in my school, they did it where if you wanted to play the bass, I guess the first level, they didn't have bassists. They just did cellos. You had to play, do like a year of cello. Yeah. Well, and then you could play the bass. They, they Very had, strange. Cause Very I actually Because I played the cello for seven years. And oh, they had... That. Yeah, Today I it's in it's in a it was in a past life. <laughs> you don't talk about. <laughs> I, I don't it talk about that part. Well, because you know why? It's because I wasn't very good. So it's not like I did this and I'm proud of it because I, yeah. I wasn't very good. You just kind of went through the motions. Yeah, I have this memory of playing in this in front of a lot of people, and I didn't want to do it, and I just fucking ate shit. Yeah. And afterwards, <laughs> like, I didn't even get like like from my parents. It wasn't like, oh, you did all right. Everyone was just like, they didn't say you ate shit, but they just kind of were like. You did it. You did it. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> you you, like, you want to like, go to friendlies now? I was like, take, yeah. me, take me home. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, that was a really personal moment you just shared with us. Yeah. Yeah. Now Are you going to be okay? Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine. All right. Good. Um, but let's get back to you. Oh, right. oh, me. I love yeah. talking about myself. Yeah. yeah. All right. So this is fourth grade, right? Fourth yes. grade is when. Yeah. Because that's the age that all yeah. of us start with the instruments. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. What, you know, I guess at some point down the road, you're like, I want to go into this. I want to go into the music business. Yeah. What what kind of was like what what sparked that? Do you remember? Well, when I find I got finally got my electric bass when I was fourteen. Noise. Mm-hmm. My aunt and uncle got it for me for Christmas or my birthday. It was mm-hmm. one of the best gifts I've ever gotten. A PV that was a uh, Reginald Paul Jones first. Uh, okay. Named after the basses from Corn and uh, the basses from Led Zeppelin. Those were my influences Ooh. at the time. Ah, very cool. <laughs> so I used to record. I used to. I got into recording and I had my crappy laptop <laughs> and I had a crappy microphone that for some reason my dad had because he used to be into music. So he had random things that he never used. So I just used that. I record my solo album in my bedroom. Oh. And I was like, this is what I want to do. When is that going to be released? Um, it was already published on this website called MySpace. Oh, oh damn. Um, so log into MySpace.com <laughs> if you can. That's a throwback. And hopefully it'll be hidden forever. Um, oh, it's probably definitely gone. I'm pretty sure everything has been Yeah, like, I actually out. found it and I was like, oh my God. And oh then my I, God. And then it's connected to my actual profile pitch picture and i was like oh so we won't go into that dig into your live journals link it to your aol and go to myspace <laughs> for some reason i wore a lot of tie-dye back then i don't know what it is <laughs> hey, tie-dye's cool <laughs> nothing wrong with tie-dye right so yeah i recorded my my solo album it was going to be called back to the basics mm-hmm. uh, but then christina aguilera see i should have trademarked it bitch did she take <laughs> it she took it so i God changed it to baselandia and it had some good. hits called like a lemon cake and then i had um this is the waddle okay it's a great song it's a funky tune mm-hmm. was it just the bass was there other so instruments? i also had a keyboard all right and i had a guitar 
Okay. And I had bongos. Nice. So I kind of recorded them all and combined it into this wonderful... That's pretty impressive for that a 14-year-old. That is really impressive. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I think I was a little older at that point, but... Still. We'll say, we'll say 14. No, we'll say 14. Say two toys. No, 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 no. <laughs> you were like a prince prodigy. I was three years old. I'm 28. <laughs> yes. I couldn't do that now, so yeah. I'm, I'm very impressed. Yeah. It's something I kind of want to do again, because then I stopped doing it. Like, mm -hmm. I, you know, I yeah. got disinterested in music. I think it was the people I didn't really like in mm -hmm. music production. Everyone had opinions mm. on things that were facts. People had facts on things that were opinions, and they thought very highly of themselves. It was just a very like pompous. It attracted pompous people, and I don't like it. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah. you do play in a band. Yes. At, yeah. I'm not mistaken. And we want to hear uh, about that band. So this band started. Uh, me and the chief songwriter and singer guitarist. We mm -hmm. played in a rock combo back in Oneonta mm -hmm. called the Proverbial Banana Peels. Okay. All right. Where we did uh, great covers, and uh, I think we won the uh, Battle of the Bands. And That's I think awesome. it's because everyone sucked, and they were like, you sucked the least. Oh, give nice. yourself so, some um... credit. Give yourself some credit. <laughs> no, that was a lot of fun. But it was like, I, 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 one thing I regret is not putting more effort into the bass. I always thought I'd be practicing more. Mm -hmm. And I, that was kind of my college. I just kind of went through the motions. I did lessons, but I never really tried really hard. And then I didn't play for three years after I graduated. Mm -hmm. And then John reached out to me again. He had a project he was working on. He needed bass player. And I was like, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm good enough, but... If you want me, like I'll do it. Yeah. So that's how it started, and mm -hmm. I turned. I thought it was going to be really bad, you know. Looking back at our experience yeah. at the rock combo, but his songwriting is very good. Mm -hmm. We have an amazing drummer who used to drum for Julius C and uh, Shilpa Ray and uh, her Happy Hookers. So well, it was a great band. I so, don't think we've named the band that you're in right now. So let's see if the audience can name the band. <laughs> We're going to do the most, what is it, mysterious promotion of this band. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. let's see if they can Go guess. check out my band if you can figure out the name. Yes. <laughs> no, we should say the name, shouldn't we? We should promote I think the so. band. Right. Yeah. So we're the, the we're Bush Hicks. So it's a play on Bushwick. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. You like I've it? I've seen the band a couple times. You guys are great. You guys always had a good time. Quite excellent. Yeah. And you. And I, I was just saying it. this before. I really like watching bands that look like they're having a good time, and mm -hmm. then that way the crowd can mm -hmm. like can feed off of that energy. Oh yeah. And I feel like you guys are always having a good time up there. Absolutely. I'm yeah. glad. No, yeah. I definitely. Everyone looks really happy and just like you're just jamming out, having a good time. Like it's like just mm -hmm. hang out with friends. And that's a great yeah. you know point of view, and that's what it really is i think when i started out back in college i had like a crippling stage fright because mm -hmm. you uh, think yeah. too much about it you think about everyone's judging you you mm -hmm. know you gotta play the music but now being the band for like a couple years now playing you know i got several shows under my belt just about having a good time and giving the crowd a good time yeah, well, I feel like you get you get used to it if you're on stage exactly. enough, like the first I think few that's times, and then ultimately becomes you know more you're more comfortable. It comes exactly. like second nature. Do you you're remember, not even thinking about? Do you remember it. the moment that it kind of like switched for you? Because I did. I remember when I first started yeah. playing, I had the same feeling where I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my yeah. god. But then there was a moment where I was just like, 
wait a minute, nobody's gonna fucking care. Nobody knows that I'm actually not playing the the song correctly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, yeah. I, if I make it look like I'm doing yeah, it right, yeah, they don't know the good. song. Speaking yeah. as an audience member, I never noticed shit. Yeah. So you guys are fine. Yeah. So what for you was like that moment where you're just like, oh, you know what? I'm just gonna have a good time, and and I'm gonna let the my inner thoughts go away. Oh, that's a good question. I think it just, it just one show. It just happened, and mm-hmm. then I was having a good time, and I was moving around, I was playing off the other bandmates and just making the music. And I think uh, somebody pointed out to me, they're like, nobody pays attention to the bass player. And I think <laughs> when somebody told me that, I was like, <gasps> so I did have a little fear of all the bass players in the crowd judging me but then i expelled that thought and now so you took that as a positive thing because i would find that insulting <laughs> so it's, yeah, like, people watch me you'll see you'll see <laughs> next thing you know make it on the stage you see me now look at the bassist i'm here <laughs> you just have one person did you guys see the bassist the, the who the what <laughs> the, the bassist the, the naked gal up there yeah. what I, mean, I, I, I think you're at a different show. <laughs> so yeah, check out the Bushicks. Yeah. Um, when are you guys playing again? We're playing this Friday at the Better End. Oh well, oh. this is gonna come out after that. So. We're playing this past Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Be there in the past. <laughs> or does anything coming out in after a few weeks? Yeah, in July we're playing the LIC bar again, which oh excellent, cool. that's a great spot. Yeah. Great spot. Excellent. Do you know what the date is yet or no? I know it's a weekday. It's on Wednesday. Okay. Right. Well, definitely check out the Facebook page when this comes out, right? Would that be the best way? Just go, to that, way to just go to that bar every to Wednesday in July. Just yes. just, <laughs> just check out LIC bar and be like, Bushex tonight? Bushex? Bushex? Yeah. Bushex. Not, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very cool. And what is your day job? I mean, we know what it is, but we want you to say it to everyone. So I <laughs> handle copyright registrations. Yeah. And I'm a copyright enthusiast. Oh. oh. Do we want to name the company or we don't want to name the company? No, we don't need to name the company. Okay. All right. Okay. But it's a company that does that. Yes. Okay. Very cool. Excellent. So what are your thoughts on copyright? <gasps> oh, I have lots of thoughts. Well, we were, um, we, you were showing us some stuff earlier yeah. about some cases from, I guess, spanning the years. Yeah. The past few years. Yeah. And some such. famous cases that deal with copyright infringement. Yeah. What were we talking about right before this, right before we started recording? We talk about uh, maybe like Sam Smith and Tom Petty. Yeah. That I one. I like that one. That one was interesting to me. That one I feel like was, I mean, because that one was settled. So that was really quick. Right. Whereas, so, yeah, what were the what were the songs? So you, you see the situation come up a couple times actually recently, which we'll mm-hmm. talk about. But Sam Smith, I love Sam Smith. He is a guilty pleasure of mine. Mm-hmm. Great singer, makes me cry. And what was it? Stay with me. Yep. Stay with me. Yep. Uh, people were saying that it sounds like Tom Petty's "What Won't Back Down," I believe. Won't back down. Same. Apparently, it's the same chords. I could. It but it's did, like it, I guess I could see that. Yeah, it, yeah. it's very the, similar. Stay with me. Won't back down. Yeah, I was kind of I was kind of upset cuz you were you were saying that Tom Petty never really sued anybody over the years. Right. And I was kind of I didn't know that, but I was kind of upset when this thing happened cuz I felt like yeah. it was kind of taking a shot at someone who had just won a Grammy. Yeah. I felt like cuz I feel like this happened maybe it was right before or right after he had won the Grammy, but he was at least nominated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I felt like they were taking shots and trying to get something out of him. And he paid him and he had the money to do it. And we were talking before about how settling is a lot easier, I would say. Yeah. Just to settle rather than taking it to court and losing yourself a lot of money. Yeah. And I would have to say, I don't know if he actually like settled money per se, but mm-hmm. he just gave him songwriting credit. So he'll continue oh. to make royalties. So he gets okay songwriting credit. You get like 100%. Let's say Sam Smith gets 50%. Other oh, writers. Tom right. Petty gets like 
ten percent, five percent, something mm-hmm. like that. And pretty much like you said too, like when somebody comes out of the woodwork to sue somebody, you're like, oh, you're being an asshole. Like it's mm-hmm. not that similar. Like just let them have their music. But the way Tom Petty, this is what I've heard. Uh, Tom Petty doesn't really care. It's happened in the past. I think we were talking about how Danny California song sounds like another one of his songs, mm-hmm. and his lawyer was like, hey, like you should really like get your claim on this. You can't just let people walk all over your work like that. Like mm-hmm. you should really be saying something. So when it happened again with Sam Smith, finally Tom Petty's like, okay, fine. Like, hey, your song sounds like Vine. Right. I mean, I don't want to make any, you know, I don't want to be rude. I just, you know, it sounds like Vine. People are saying it. Yeah. Me, I don't know. It sounds, it's a great song. <laughs> Do you think it's really him, though? Or it's just the people in his camp? It's like his I kind of think, yeah, managers. the camp. Like, probably I was feeling the, it's that way with musicians. The labels and the... Yeah. They want the money. They want a piece of it. Whereas Tom Petty's like, I've made my money. I'm hanging yeah, out, yeah. making music. Now, do you think at all, like, because, I mean, there's been so much music over the years, and especially in the last, like, 50 years, like, with rock and roll, how mm-hmm. a lot of things have been repeated. I even hear songs, like, oh, this sounds, this reminds me of this, or this reminds Aww. me of this. Like, there's just, there's so much out there that there's always going to be some kind of overlap, and that it's not necessarily intentional. Yes. That's just going to happen. So that's an interesting point, yeah. where, um, in the copyright infringement cases, if you can prove that they intentionally copied it, yeah. you're going to lose a lot more money. Yeah, I mean, that's mm-hmm. a home run Whereas, for, for the people suing. But you'll still lose, even if it's subconscious copywriting. Hmm. Which is what they use in courts. Like, the judge will determine, I this was subconscious, but they're still owed money because they're owed something because they did it first. The one yeah. I think of when you when you say that is George Harrison. Yeah, George Harrison. Right. And, oh, uh, my sweet lord. Yep. Yeah, and he's so fine. And I know that a yeah. lot of the, uh, one of the factors that they typically use in these cases is would this person necessarily need to steal from this other person? And in mm-hmm. this case, clearly he would not. But I guess it's a lesser factor mm-hmm. as opposed to, as opposed to some of the other factors where it's like how similar it yeah. is. Mm-hmm. And it was, I guess, way more similar than, I guess, it was dissimilar to the point where, all right, well, clearly he doesn't need to steal, but it was so close that it's... You gotta do something. Right. Because then other and, people are going to start doing it. Right. And in the end, it was Nobody. most likely subconscious. It was most likely he must have heard it on the radio at some point and then mm-hmm. completely forgot and yep. then just started, like, playing something. I feel like... As a musician, I'm sure this has happened to you, but it must it must happen often where you're like you write a song, yeah. guys, I got this great song, and then yeah. you like you play it in front of that them, and you're like, wait, that's 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 this song, dude. I mean, that ha- that happens at band practices. Sometimes mm-hmm. John will be showing us a new song he wrote, and one time he did that, I'm like, I know this song, definitely Pearl Jam. Don't know which one yet, uh-huh. so mm-hmm. I went on my Spotify, I'm like, uh, this one, and I, I think it was like Nowhere Man or something like that. Oh, okay, and he's like, I've literally never heard that song before. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I can't believe, like, well, it's the same as that. It could just happen, though. And that's what it is. I mean, there's it's some. scary. Obviously, there's some things like you can't copyright chord progressions, yeah. which is a good thing. But mm-hmm. once you get start getting the very specific notes, yeah. then it becomes. That happened to me where I was writing a song and I was I wasn't sure. I was like, is, I feel like this is probably a song, but I don't. I, I can't. I looked all over mm-hmm. online for it. I couldn't find it, and I was like, all right, so I'll just continue. And then I I don't know. Months and months later, I was just going through iTunes and I stumbled upon this song that I hadn't listened to and I can see exactly when I last listened to it. Yeah. I hadn't listened to it since like 2009. Oh my goodness. And the chorus was exactly the same thing that I wrote. And I was like, no! Oh my god. Like I have one of those moments where it clearly just slips into your brain and you're just like, yeah. 
Well, what's going to happen in the future when there's just going to be more and more of a catalog? Mm. It's just going to become more and more common, people I, getting sued. Yeah, and that's why... Unless people loosen up and they're like, eh, whatever. And that's why, like, uh, talking about, like, uh, copyright duration mm-hmm. yeah. is a subject. Like, how... Oh, yeah. How yeah. long do songwriters, should their, them and their estate benefit off the music they made before the public should start benefiting so off it? So, how long is a copyright? Or so, that's depend? a great question. Yeah. So, there's different factors, obviously. When was the song written? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it depends on when the song is written. Anything okay. written after January 1st, 1978 yeah. is going to be the life of the last author the life plus of, 70 years. The life of the author plus... Yep. So, let's say you have, like, four writers, okay. the last of them to die... Plus oh, seven years. Oh, so, so it lasts a long time. So that's like a couple generations of, mm-hmm. and I think that's good. I mean, working in the publisher side, you want it as long as possible. If you're, you know, the public that wants to, you know, maybe do samples and stuff like that, you don't want it to last as long. So it's like, yeah. and that's why the whole purpose of copyright is finding the balance of yeah. benefiting both the public and the copyright holders. I'm always curious about commercials. Because yeah. I remember a few years ago seeing a commercial for it was I think it was for a bank and it had a Nick Drake song playing in the background. Nick Drake died in 1974, mm-hmm. and part of me was like, if Nick Drake were alive today, I really don't I don't know. I mean, maybe he's like was like, yeah, sure, yeah. use my song for this bank commercial. But like, part I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think he'd really want this. Yeah. So who I guess someone in his estate gave his the estate okay. or it's the publisher. Yeah, the publisher. Publisher. Which gave. at that point they obviously don't have his image in mind they right have money in mind when it comes to these so how things. does that happen just because there's no one left in his uh usually what happens is um in publisher deals you either yeah. have so your copyright mm-hmm. typically you'll sign it over to a publisher okay. so they'll handle everything obviously it's a lot of work for one person to handle mm-hmm. the publishing the you know mm-hmm. administration so a lot of the deals and that happened to a lot of like people before they really knew the music industry they just sign all their copyright rights away mm-hmm. and now they can't get it back oh yeah but then you have deals where you sign away just 50% of it so you still control you still benefit off of 50% of it mm-hmm. um, or you have administration deals where you keep your copyright and the publisher just administers for you and just takes a small chunk from your profit. So you you okay. can take that and do whatever you want. So in that case, if you still had your copyright, the estate would be handling it. Yeah, okay. That's, that's if, what I figured. Yeah. yeah. So, for example, uh, Paul McCartney doesn't have McCartney-Lennon compositions because that's owned by Sony ATV. Mm-hmm. That's right. Which is an interesting topic coming up because in the, the copyright code, they Congress included a clause where you can take back your transfer. So let's say if you transferred after 1978, 35, 40 years after... After that transfer, they give writers the opportunity to take it back. And that's like coming up. Exactly. That's so like that's actually year. very relevant. A lot of popular songs from the 80s that were transferred then are coming up. So Paul uh, McCartney okay. is actually an inter- interesting case because he's going to try to get back the Did Lennon McCartney compositions. Get back. Am I, <laughs> am I correct? I believe the first one happened in 2013, right? I believe mm-hmm. that was the first time that that... 35 year mm-hmm. uh, thing came around yeah and people like were that. able to uh, start start taking that back yeah mm-hmm. unfortunately it's a complicated process you yeah. can't just be like hey I'm gonna can I have that back please right obviously the publishers are gonna 
fight it. They're mm-hmm. going to try to find legal loopholes. You have to, I think right now, Paul McCartney is preemptively suing Sony ATV. Just mm-hmm. being like, hey, heads up. It's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> like, not, so make sure they weren't like, oh, you, you can't be not aware of it. Like, I gave you a heads up. Yep. So that's what's going on right now. I know with, like, the, with the Beach Boys, it's a mess yeah. with their music because now the one guy, Mike Love, owns all the rights to the Beach Boys music. Pre- or no, maybe, I'm sorry. He might just own the rights to the name. Because mm-hmm. when Brian, because they go on, I don't know if you know the story behind them, but when they go on tour, it's Brian Wilson and his band. And he's got another guy. He's got Al Jardine and his band from the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. So it's two. And then there's other two Beach Boys in a different band. There's Mike Love and Bruce Johnston. Oh, so yeah? They two separate things. But they go, Mike Love and Bruce Johnston go on tour as the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. And... Brian Wilson is just like the Brian Wilson band. Right. It's Brian, he's just Brian Wilson, which is weird because he's the original yeah, yeah. founder of the Beach Boys and wrote all the music mostly. I mean, Mike Love right. wrote a little bit, but I think he wrote Kokomo. The Temptations, <laughs> the Temptations actually <laughs> did that. There was a time, I believe, in the around the 70s, 80s, where there were two Temptations bands out. Yeah. And it was some of the members, I believe <clears throat> they, each band had at least one original member. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think at that time, a few of them may have died. Mm-hmm. But uh, for a good chunk of time, there were two Temptations going around touring. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I think I don't know what how that works yeah. for recording. There must have been at least I guess one prime like a, a prime band and a beta band, you know, or alpha beta whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I for for touring, yeah, there was two of them going on at the same time. Yeah, that's such a like it's so sad to me because these bands start out and it's like they're living the dream and everything's going great, mm-hmm. and then lawyers get involved mm-hmm. and then they become enemies and it just it gets so crazy. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, a sometimes be, not about the music. It can know? be a very sad business. Yeah. Something I, I've noticed, and wah, wah. It's, <laughs> it's sort of similar to how the Sam Smith thing with Tom Petty, how it ended amicably. Yeah. Where I've noticed certain acts, it's, I've seen that they will have um, something in their song, uh, a part of it that either is very similar or maybe even references mm-hmm. another song. And just in case it sounds similar enough, they go out and get permission. Yep. And I've noticed that happened with Ed Sheeran. Yeah. And Shape, Shape of, of you. you. How he got permission for uh, No Scrub from yeah. f- a few people, but also, some, I believe, one of the singers from uh, TLC. Right. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so and the, so that was just something he just reached out and made sure he got permission to do. Yeah. And Aloe Black did the same thing with The Man. Mm-hmm. So if, if you know that song, that's, uh, you can tell everybody, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He went out and got permission from Elton John and Bernie Taupin because his song kept going, you could tell everybody. Oh, yeah. And so from like your song. Right. Which I've heard, I've listened to both of them and I'm, part of me is really going like, really? Is They're that... really just being safe. They're really that's just watching. Saying. Saying. I'm thinking yeah. like how I can close... respect that though. I'm thinking how close is that that you're going to that you really think that that's going to lead to something well being sued sucks I, I sure. don't yeah. respect that, you gotta, that would... even, if, even if you're not in the wrong you don't want but to be sued I guess yeah. I'm seeing this this as a, as a thing and I'm curious and especially I'm, I'm curious what you have to say because you're so involved with copyrights I guess what, what do we think what the impact of this type of thing is going to be on the industry like People mm-hmm. going ahead and just hey, I, I want to this. I have these this uh, little thing. It, it uses the same lyric that you used in that one song. Mm-hmm. I just want to give you a little bit of, of 
of my song just in case. Yeah. I don't want to have you see. Like, how much of the song is going to be given out to everybody? I know. Well, I think nowadays what it is, like, we have so much access, all different types of music. Yes. And it's interesting with the Ed Sheeran case was he came out with a song and then a YouTube artist did a mashup. Mm. So it's interesting how uh, social media came into play because somebody did a mashup to No Scrubs and all of a sudden everyone's like, wait a minute. This sounds very similar. Yeah. And then Ed Sheeran's team jumped on it. They're like, hey, we're giving it to you. And even I remember, I think what, Yatila see, she was just like, I didn't even hear it. I had to listen to it 10 times. But I was yeah. like, okay, give me, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but I think big artists can do that. Yeah. Because, you know, they have their lawyers like, hey, just give them 5%. And, you know, usually when you're so when you're so preemptive about it, when you're so proactive about it, they'll, they'll just take it. They're like, oh, yeah, I'll take it. Thank mm-hmm. you. Like, mm-hmm. You're not going to yeah. be like, oh, wait a minute, I'm going to take 10% more. I think that's like, actually very smart, the way I see it, like what Ed yeah. Sheeran did. And who was the other one? The other um, it was uh, Aloe Black. Aloe Black. But no. it's got to be harder for smaller acts to do. That's exactly like the that. problem. Like my band, if we did something like, you know, Pearl Jam. Yeah. Hey, Eddie, like, you know, is this cool with you? Like, yeah. you'd have to re- like who are you? Like, yeah. get off my doorstep. You'd have to reach out to the publisher, essentially. Yeah, and that's what that's what they do. You have to get permission. Like in that case, is when it's not like a straight cover, you have to get permission to mm-hmm. make those changes because you don't have that right to make changes to somebody's copyright. You have to get permission for that. Sometimes they just be like, okay, yeah, no, here's we'll, a fee. Give us a fee, and then here's a fee, or we want a certain percentage. Yeah, yeah. What is the deal with covers? Actually, that just popped into my head. Like that, mm-hmm. you like you just have to recognize that it's a cover and. And that's it, or pretty much covers depends are, on what you're doing with it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's the 1909 Act of the Copyright. Yes, tell when me about the 1909 Act. Compulsory license was first introduced. <laughs> yeah, this is riveting. I can go. I off. know. That, I yes. can go any further. 19, 17. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> um, compulsory license was introduced, so that means anybody can do a cover of your song. Mm. You have to license it to them. Okay. You still get paid for it, but it's a set rate. You can't go more than it. You can go, you can't charge people more for it. Okay. So for example, so this is mechanical licensing, which is CDs, digital downloads, mm-hmm. um, where it's uh, per unit, it's like 9.1 cents a unit. Okay. So that's the statutory rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, bigger labels will ask for 75%. They'll like, oh, we'll pay 75%. We're not charging a lot in the CD. We'll pay you 75% stat. So that's, so it's like when you're doing a cover, you have every right to do a cover. Nobody can tell you not to do a cover. You can do it. You just okay. have to pay them. Mm-hmm. You just have to pay them. But what if you're just performing? If you're like saying, this is... That's, uh, that's well, Mike's. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. that I can help you out with. Um, like if, I saw Alex Jones on. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Alex Jones and the Joneses Al- doing Jones uh, classic the, rock covers. I, okay, so a little backstory for our listeners. I saw a cover band. Yeah, I'll call them a cover band since they played yeah. all covers this weekend. And the lead singer was a dead ringer for Alex Jones. <laughs> and that's. But he sounded great. And if it really was him, Alex Jones has a great voice. But <laughs> yeah, essentially, if it's. Pretty much you could play whatever you want. It's not okay. really up to the performer. Um, we're talking about performance rights here. So mm-hmm. it's up to the mm-hmm. venues, typically, or the the user. Mm-hmm. So a user would be a TV station or a radio station. So if, I, if, if your band went on to a radio station and you guys wanted to play your song, but also you wanted to maybe do a cover song mm-hmm. while you were there, mm-hmm. you could do it. 
you're completely fine to do it. It's not your responsibility. It's the radio station's responsibility to have a license. And heard they could get tr oh. in trouble if they try to put the costs on the performer. That's Correct. what I heard. Yes. Oh, interesting. So it's the it's the user because essentially the, I guess the way that they're viewing it is it's the one who's really benefiting from yeah. all of this is the user or the venue. The venue. So the venue's making money off of you coming to play regardless of what song it is. Mm -hmm. It's the radio station getting money when you come to play or when they play a song regardless of whose song it is. So essentially as long as you're at a venue that has a license with one of the performing rights organizations, you can play whatever you song you want. That Which is interesting sense. because we've played a venue that we're like, they're a smaller venue and they're like, hey, you can't do any covers because mm. we're not paying our dues. Oh, really? They there are and some then they get, they, they get caught. That, yeah. They get caught. They yeah. don't pay their dues. They send people around. They yep. get caught and they get fined. What so if, they yeah, don't want to... Yep. <laughs> what if you what if you're playing covers in your living room? To, that doesn't to matter. A, if it's not for profit, <laughs> not for profit. You're, as long as you're not selling and you're, tickets and you're to your living around, room, and you're walking around with a tip jar yeah. in your living room. I'm I just trying to play devil's advocate. I don't here, guys. think there would be a yeah. living room large enough where uh, any organization would necessarily care. Maybe. But how about subways? Oh yeah. MC, what, does the MTA, MTA I, like go? Uh, don't think that they um, are required to have any mm -hmm. sort of um, license. I do know that airlines and malls do mm -hmm. have licenses. So any sort of maybe online uh, on-air entertainment that you're you're watching or listening to that'll be covered under like a general airline license I see. Yeah. or malls will be covered under like a general mall license and the license costs they different they call different they, like they're different between correct like, yeah they're different depending on the size of a venue slash the size of the audience in that venue such so, so something like madison square garden has a much larger license than uh joe's bar in uh, over it's like a great a, bar I yeah. love Joe's Bar. Joe's, Joe's Bar. By the way, head on down to Joe's Bar. Head on down to Joe's Bar. Cover songs. Yeah. yeah. Joe's yeah. Bar that like just can fit ten people in the room, mm -hmm. and, you know, yeah. and they just do an open mic. So they, there's a clear difference in in the licenses because one place is making a lot more money off of mm -hmm. the this music as opposed to the other. Yeah. Mainly due to the the audience size. Well, I want to go to Joe's Bar now. Yeah, yeah. I feel check like out Joe's Bar. I much There's rather gotta go be to a Joe's, Joe's bar, bar in the city somewhere. Much rather go there than Madison Square Garden. <laughs> <laughs> but now, a little cheaper. Nowadays, it's it's all about touring. I mean, now with yeah. now like no one buys albums anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't. I'm speaking for myself. Everyone's but, using, everyone's using Spotify. They're mm. using Apple Music, which is a I, great combatant to piracy. I, I think so. I get now, and this is bad, but they they send because I'm a Spotify listener to like a certain artist. Yeah. They'll send, do they send you things now? Like enter this promo code, and you get to you get early access to tickets. They know you're a fan. Yeah. Which is interesting. It's very weird, <laughs> but they've yeah, gotten me a few times because yeah. I'm like, oh, I get they I'm part you. of this like. <laughs> I get to go and yeah. be part of this pre-sale that probably thousands of other people, so I say thousands of other people are yeah. part of. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's all about touring because I don't really know. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to ask someone from Spotify or maybe you guys know how much money they make. They off definitely of. don't make statutory rate. Spotify for mechanicals. It's definitely yeah. different. It's less. And performance royalties is is almost nothing. Like somebody like Beyonce. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whose songs are played millions and millions and millions of times makes a few like a sh small thousand 
Yeah, it's I not... mean, there used to be bands that didn't even tour like, years ago, right? There were bands that like they would survive off of their albums, mm-hmm. and now like, you can't do that. Now money is in the the tours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and the essentially the uh, not exploitation and maybe exploitation of 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 music of their mm-hmm. their song rights. So it's trying to get it into syncs. Yeah, syncs where the money sync rights, right like getting into movies, getting into yeah. various okay. media. Uh, essentially, you make music to be put into other things so you can make money off of that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like, that's a big that's like the, one maker. of the big like money formulas today. Yeah, a lot of people have very cynical viewpoints about that. A lot of musicians today, they're just like, oh, you know, no one buys albums anymore. It's dead. And like when I was a kid, I used to buy albums. And it was great, and it was camaraderie mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all. That. And and I understand that, but I feel like at a certain point. Like everyone has to recognize that it's kind of it's not going back. Like, it's yeah. not going back to that. I understand there's record shops that have popped up now, mm-hmm. and that people you know so there's there's that like nostalgia, but that doesn't mean like that it's gonna go back to that. Yeah, it's gonna. I mean, Spotify. I feel like, has I feel you its... have to adapt, and I feel like yeah. what Spotify did was they kind of they made it social. They made it social, and it's that was like adapting to what was happening. They're like, okay, yeah. like no one's buying albums. Everyone's streaming. You pay a little bit of money and you get stream mm-hmm. every, everything. You pay this, like, I pay a monthly subscription, like $10 a month. Yeah, for the premium. And it's totally worth it. It's cheap. It's a steal, honestly. It's a steal. Think about back in the day where you used yeah. to spend 15 bucks on a CD. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Spotify, yes, $10 a month. I, I mean, that's the thing. That's the problem with Spotify. It really does screw over the artist. Yeah, it's so mm-hmm. simple and easy for the consumer. But they still make something, but just not nearly as much as they would make had you yeah. had you been going I out mean, and buying their actual Have you heard album. about the uh, Sleepify album? Sleepify, By, no. Uh, one of my favorite bands, Wolfpack. They, uh, mm. What they did is they came out with a silent album. Oh. Ten tracks of silence. And they would have their fans listen to it while they were sleeping. So you just put it on, and they go to bed. Okay. And they're getting royalties for that. And I think they ended up making... Oh, wait, they put it on Spotify? Yeah, so they put a silent album on Spotify, and they they have a huge fan base. Like, they're kind of... They have a very interesting fan base, including mm-hmm. myself. And they... <laughs> The fans would do that, and they're like, "This is for this is going to fund our next tour for fans. We're going to put on free sh- shows for our fans because they did this." So Spotify caught that. They eventually caught it, and I think they made up to twenty thousand dollars before they caught them. And they said, "Hey, you can keep that money, but we're going to take you off." <laughs> wow! Because wow. because what they're afraid of other bands doing the same thing. I think it was just a loophole that Spotify right. now knows of, and they're shutting that down. Because obviously, well, I feel like a lot of bands would pick up on that too. Like, yeah, we're going to do the same thing. Yeah. You know, just make some money from Spotify. Just oh, Vault Pack. Oh. No, nope, we copyright that silence. <laughs> yeah, oh, that would be that would be hilarious if they copyrighted oh silence. <laughs> Gonna have to get a license for that. Oh, yeah, but that's so weird to me that like yeah, like now. It's never gonna go back to that. It's mm-hmm. never gonna go back to people going out and buying albums. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad, but I, but a lot of the, there's really no other option. So the mm-hmm. artists out there now are sort of adapting to it, and they're you know making I their mean, profits. I mean, Taylor on the Swift. Taylor Swift uh, submitted. Yeah. It did she? Is she on Spotify now? Or? Yeah, and she made like hundreds of thousand dollars in the first week. Like. Yeah. And she's back on the Billboard because of it. Well, they still, <laughs> but like those top, the top artists make a lot of money. The they Taylor do. Swift's. A lot of there people is, are mad at her. A lot of though. people are mad at her because, like, oh well, you can, you can't afford you can couldn't afford to do that. But sometimes she even mentioned she was kind of doing it for 
the little people too. Like mm-hmm. she was doing like, you know, I might be a big artist and I might not lose too much, but you're like screwing over smaller artists. But what but what is she, but what's the answer though? Like what Exactly. What, that's what is the her, question. What what is she? We can figure that out. We'll be very rich. But like what that, yeah. but that's kind of that bothers me because she's what is she protesting? She's she's protesting the other artists, but like what's the other option? You know, just that's tell like force people to go out I and buy I think what albums? it was is just um Spotify jumped the industry. Yeah. They started doing this. Well, people it all got goes used back to, to it. Napster. So now that when it's I know, now that but now that they're le- you know, they legally are able to screw people over cuz they got the head start. Right. Yeah. If somebody else came in and be like, "Hey, I'm going to start the service. It's going to be 25 bucks a month." That was a standard and they came out like that. Spotify started out free. Mhm. Like they jumped the gun on everything. Yeah. And then you, you had you had ads though. Still it's like, well, there's like Pandora, but that that's uh, with Pandora is a different type of thing. Pandora is more similar to radio. Yeah. Yeah. Spotify radio is shit. I don't know about you guys, yeah. but I hate Spotify radio. <laughs> Pandora actually is very yeah. good radio. I, I never use it, but it does a good job. Yeah. Yeah, but with Spotify, it's just it's very much about the consumer. Like for yeah. us, that's what it's it is. It's fantastic. Yeah. Right? I love it. I I think about that. I'm like, oh, I don't know where I'd be. And even YouTube, YouTube like YouTube's a whole other story. Yeah, I just like I want to listen to this album. Google it; it just the whole thing will pop up on YouTube. Yep. Speaking yeah. of YouTube, there's one thing that I see constantly, and it drives me insane. And it's when people post other people's music, and they will put in the des- the description, mm-hmm. "No copyright infringement intended," as if that means something. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like. Yeah, no, you're still you're still infringing on a copyright. Yeah, no shit. But it wasn't it wasn't their <laughs> intention. The only reason the only reason you like you're not like nothing's happening to you is because one of two things. One, you're you're not making enough money for them to waste their time mm-hmm. in suing you. Mm-hmm. And two, not that it's a perfect system, but YouTube at least has a system where you can flag something that of infringed mm-hmm. work right. and either it can be taken down or they can just make it that any ads and money that would come from those ads now just goes to the real owner of the copyright. Right. Yeah. So not that it's a perfect system at all, but the, the, you're just putting it up there and putting no copyright infringement in, intended. It, 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 just how, how that works. It makes them sleep at night. <laughs> it's, it's that and then when people will just post like the, the content and then they'll just do the snippet of fair use mm-hmm. in the description. Yeah. And it what they've done has nothing to do with fair use. And I'm a, I I'm a, I like fair use when it actually works. Like exactly. when it when there's it's a legitimate use of it being fair. Like great description. For, thank you. For <laughs> fair use it's a broad term, but essentially it's it's pretty broad. much what it comes down to in order to really determine if it's fair use or not, you have to go to court and have a judge decide right. that. Yeah. Which True. Yeah. But essentially, it's it's usually, typically it's for something that's either in an educational kind of uh, usage mm-hmm. or some sort of critique or a parody, something mm-hmm. like that. Is so like Weird Al is like a Weird Al, good um, example of fair use. Yeah. Yes. Well, Weird Al always gets permission from the artist. Right? He doesn't have to, but he always does. He always does, does out of, out of nice respect because he's a great dude. He's yeah. a wonderful dude. Yeah. So speaking of of funny type of situations, I, I was during this. Research. I found two uh, cases, and I remember mm-hmm. one of them is very big, and the other one I remember learning about when I was in college as well. 
and I want to know your guys' thoughts on it. Yeah. The first one being Vanilla Ice. Uh, yeah. It's Queen and David Bowie <laughs> with Ice Ice Baby and Under That's Pressure. That's a classic one. Oh, he's got a, he's got a reality show on like HGTV or something. Does he? he? Or one of those channels. Was <laughs> I don't want to talk about Ice, his, Vanilla Ice's life. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he's like an HGTV channel. Yeah, yeah. Or Do, Do It Yourself channel or something like that. I just, yeah, yeah. He, I uh, just loved his... his like the the way he tried to argue it is like it's not the same. What was the outcome on that? Oh, he lost. Okay, good. So because it, it obviously was yeah, exactly the same. it was the same thing, and he claimed that just because there's a little like there's a rim shot. Oh yeah, yeah. There's, there's a little, that. there's little a little boop. boop. Yeah, there's a little boop at is the that end. Dun 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 dun. dun. It's dun 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 dun. It's like yeah, that, exactly. Yeah, like I listen. I listen to that, and I'm like, did I miss something? It sounds exactly the same to me. Oh my god. So That's that, why you should have pulled a Tom Petty and be like, yeah, sorry about that. Why, why did, but wouldn't that have <laughs> been a situation where it, maybe he could have asked them beforehand, like, can, I, can I sample this? Yeah, he should and, have gotten a sample clearance. For yeah, that. but he, didn't wanna, probably he probably didn't want to pay and was like, I could get away with this. Yeah, he's probably like, copyright trolls are bringing me down, yeah. man. Queen will never hear this song. No. That's, that's gigantic. <laughs> yeah, I, feel, I have a feeling that Brian May would be like... Yeah. You're, 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 done, yeah. you're done, Vanilla. No, you're Rob. Done vanilla. No, Mr. Van Winkle. Yeah. <laughs> is that his real name? His real name is Rob Van Winkle. Today I learned, wow. Yeah. yeah. And then the other situation was Two Live Crew. Yes, that's Pretty the... Woman versus Royal Orbison's Oh Pretty Woman. That That's the one, that's the forefront for all parody, yep. pretty much. That, well, wasn't I that, remember wasn't that was the a same big thing in, mm-hmm. in college. Wasn't it the same lyrics, though? Different lyrics. Oh, yeah. it was. What? I, they did they, it. They made I'm it kind of dirty and yeah. funny. Was it like right. pretty woman, like some a some like woman. they were yeah. talking about like the girl being kind of ugly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I guess it was a play on words, like oh, pretty woman, no, you're ugly, you're you're whatever, you're this, you're that. Yeah. And their excuse was that it's a parody. They're not really doing uh, but yeah. anything par- serious. But but if they're not connected to the song, that's so confusing. So what if they're it not is, connected to the Roy Orbison song. What it is. Right? Um, I just took a class on this. Okay. So here okay. we go. Fresh yeah. in my mind. Yeah. The determined fair use, there's a four-pronged test, and they look into it. So one of them was like, if it's commercial or nonprofit learning. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Two Life Crew's version is commercial. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the different factors weigh differently. So like, okay, yeah, you know, it is commercial. But then you think about the nature of the work. Mm-hmm. And is it trans... The word they like to use is, is it transformative? Does it transcend the original work? To become a whole new creative idea, so it's not like oh you okay. did a cop you did a cover of a song and changed a lyric or two. Mm-hmm. Did they, in a sense, create a whole new work that has a whole new meaning? It's yeah. funny. Okay. It's a different audience. I mean, those things are true, right? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. And that I think that's why that was a bigger factor than if it's commercial or not, because oh. really when you think about it, people that like to listen to Roy Orbison aren't going to stop listening to Roy Orbison's version and start listening to mm-hmm. Two Live Crew's version. Uh, They're two different speak markets. Speak for yourself. I love <laughs> some Two Live Crew and Roy Orbison that I, back to back. That I remember being a big thing, a big factor where are you, is by creating this and by pot, by using that piece, are you going to be removing any profit from exactly. the original person? Exactly. And when you think about it, you're not really. No. That's not... Not in this case, really. So ultimately, so I guess Two Live Crew won that case. Yes. Yeah, and I think it went it had it went to Supreme. Oh. It was a big deal. It was a big deal case. Yeah, and I, when, think, I think the... Or I think uh, the district courts determined that it wasn't, and then the Court of Appeals determined it was, and I think, I think it had to go to... And when was that? That was like the early 90s, too, I'm thinking? I don't remember. I? Yeah, I don't remember. Great yeah. question. That's a good question. 
Everyone Google it. Okay. Google. Because we could do it, but you can do it faster. Mm -hmm. If you can get us the answer, you win a prize. <laughs> Whatever that prize we'll is. We'll be waiting. <laughs> yeah, I did quickly want to go back. We were talking, I guess, yeah, this was before we started recording, about how people record live sets when you go to a yeah. show. And I was saying how I went to I went to a show about two maybe a little two and a half years ago, and I went on YouTube the next day, and the whole set was on YouTube. It was it must mm -hmm. have been someone who was right in front of me. Yeah, you know, it's just wow, it's, yeah. it's so crazy that like ha can you imagine being an artist and then seeing that it's like oh that my whole that whole experience that and you don't that get that to I, pick and usually back in the day when you yeah. came out with concert DVDs you chose creative direction. Yeah. If so, you didn't like, for example, Led Zeppelin hated their, you know, Live 8 performance. They're like, don't put it in there. We don't want it there. Mm -hmm. Nobody had to see it until YouTube came about. Now yeah. you just look it up on YouTube. Yep. Now it's everywhere. And and it's just interesting. It's just YouTube is just there. I mean, I wanted they're to probably listening to me right now. They're going to hunt me down. But YouTube, they did the same thing as Spotify. They jumped the gun. Mm -hmm. They're already letting all this user-generated content yeah. happen. How do you take them down? Yeah, that's they're, what I, they're too big. There was something else I, I wanted get to go somewhere it. else with it, but um, I lost my train of thought. But there's there was a reason that I brought that up because we were talking about something before, and then we went off on a different tangent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know there's something. I mean, that that's always going to seem strange to me. There's like there's shows I've been to in the past. I can I can literally look yeah. it up and be like, oh yeah, like I was there. But I'm not gonna stay. I'm not gonna sit there and take a video. That's not what I like to do. Right. I like to actually be there in the experience. And as somebody like, I love concert DVDs. I kind of like grew up on concert oh, yeah. DVDs. And I kind of don't want to see a crappy version from the third, like well, in the third section of well, a Madison Square Garden. Like I want, and I, you don't see that now. I feel like yeah. people don't come out with concert. No, I can't no. remember the last time. No, and you think about it too. If you see a video, you're like, you want to see a band that's touring. You're like, oh, let's check out this YouTube video. And it was like an off night, or maybe the quality sound mm -hmm. quality is bad mm -hmm. like you know what not worth it i'll just listen to the album like that could seriously hurt a band you yeah. know you get for that one person that was potentially gonna go yeah go see your show or, it, or, you, do. or you see the shreds version and think it's the real yeah version. Which oh, is great. <laughs> yeah i just i just wonder <laughs> i just wonder how it's i feel like eventually and i don't i'm surprised it hasn't happened already they might ask you you go to a show I know it happens for a lot of comedy shows now that you have mm -hmm. to put your cell phone like you, you get it at, at the end of the show. Oh, really? Yeah. I know Hannibal yeah. Burris does that. Yeah. Damn. He doesn't. And I think, but does Dave Chappelle do that or or Louis did? Because I, I saw Louis C.K. and they didn't take our phones, but they were like, if you even take out your phone, you will be ejected. Like, it, they were yeah. so serious. <laughs> you will die. Yeah, they're, sounds, they're like so, the sounds like the novelty lounge in Onyo. No, it was really, really intense about it. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the way, thing, the way things are going, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. But it's, go see your favorite band on tour. I think that's the... Support your band. Support your bands. Yeah. I think that's the general message. Unless they're they're yeah. shitty people. They don't, don't support them. They don't have to support them. Don't I mean, support them. Yeah. yeah, but I think talking about like, you know, the big tech giants like YouTube, Google, um, I, I like the segue into like uh, current issues right now going on. Yeah. yeah. And right now it's going to go to the Senate and it's expected to pass the Senate, which is the Register of Copyrights Accountability Act of 2017. Mm -hmm. And it, it really, it's simply, it's just, um, it's going to allow the President of the United States to pick the Register of Copyright, who they influence the Copyright Office, mm -hmm. you know, in trying to make changes, you know, it sounds simple and stuff like that. They also have to, they have a term and it has to be approved by the Senate. 
which you know seems simple right now. Right now, it's cho- chosen by the library librarian of Congress. But an issue a lot of people are seeing with that is that it's politicizing the copyright office. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and it's opening opening them up to lobbyists. Yep, oh, aka no. Google. Yeah. Big media giants. Mm-hmm. And that's so a lot of creators are really worried about that. So, like, it seems like a simple thing. That's what I was thinking. When you, you sent us some of the, that stuff to read, and I was reading mm-hmm. that, I'm thinking, this this could be bad. Yeah. Because, uh, like, you exactly what you're saying. The songwriters don't have an advocate that big that they can combat, mm-hmm. like, those lobbyists of, like, the massive yeah. corporations. We, have, we do have, like, you know, that. National Music Publishers Association. Yeah, there's NMPA. There's but it's the, not. You have the performing rights organizations who try to support yeah, the... Yeah, we still have support. The the, the creative uh, people, but then it, it's still like... Those tech giants. It's exactly. Scary. Yeah. They're going to... And they're, they're pushing They this. have the money. Exactly. That's, That's what it is. That's very scary. And then another, like a lot of drama is happening. Back in October, uh... The Register of Copyright at the time, Maria Puente, was asked to step down. She was reassigned, which never, like, that never happened. So everybody in the copyright world were like, what? Everyone's mm-hmm. watching The Bachelor or whatever. We're all like, sitting here <laughs> like, what is going on? And the new Librarian of Congress did it. And we're thinking she did that was because Maria Puente had sympathy for creators. Mm. It wasn't even like she was like 100% on creator sides. She just had a little sympathy for them. Right. And she got... Out. She got fired. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. So that's it's crazy how this is these things are changes are happening. Yeah. So quickly. I mean, I'm thinking the 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 copyright office has enough issues as as it is. I mean, if you, yeah. if if you're if you're ever someone who tries to get your songs copyrighted, mm-hmm. I mean that it itself is is quite the hassle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean that could be something that could take way too long. That or getting mm-hmm. things trademarked, like these things, just take too long in itself. Not to, not even just adding in politics of the the internal stuff mm-hmm. on its own. Like, yeah, I think that's yeah. one of the reasons why the bill is like flying through because everyone's like, well, it's the copyright office. Changes need to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to help hold them accountable. But yeah. this is, I don't think this is the way to do it. No. What they need is, I guess, more money, more efficiency. But I guess that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, but. I mean, this is all this is all stuff I I'm completely unaware of. I mean, you guys are in the music industry. This is all mind blowing to me. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know? You're sitting there. I just did a mind blowing gesture. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't see me. <laughs> it was great. It was yeah. really well done. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Do we have anything else, guys? I don't know. Do you have any any last words as our yeah. guest? Anything last thing you want to promote? Plug the bushicks. Do it. I plug the bushicks. Check us out. If you go in the past, we're gonna be playing the bitter end June thirtieth. If you go to the future. We'll be at the LSC bar on Get a Wednesday. Out. On a Wednesday. <laughs> Get out your time machines. Get them out. Go back. Warm them up. <laughs> and check, just go to LIC bar every day mm-hmm. when you hear this. Every Wednesday. Just check in. Be like, hey, Bush Hicks today? Yeah. They might say yes. Or they might if, say no. you know, if you really want to, you can like us on Facebook. You could like us on Facebook. <laughs> there is that. We're on There's Instagram that. too. Check out our SoundCloud. You do that. Yeah. yeah. Any last words for, for of wisdom relating to copyrights? Um, if you write something, get it registered. Register it with the copyright office. It'll nobody, save a lot of trouble. Nobody likes getting sued. Nope. Yeah. Protect yourself. Oh, here's a, here's a, a thing. Don't do the poor man's copyright. Nope. Which I've gotten this question very often. Is like, oh, can I just do this thing? No, don't do it. What it is, 
is that you send yourself like a mp3 or some sort of version of your song that could even be written out on uh, sheet music. You send that to yourself in the mail. Leave and it unsealed. Leave it unsealed, thank you. Mm-hmm. And they think, oh yeah, well it was through the mail, it has like a date stamped on it. That yeah, that's be, proof. That's proof. <laughs> it's proof I wrote it. No, it's not. The courts will laugh at you and you will lose. Yes. Who decided that was like an okay thing to do? I don't know. They, I remember they teach us that in school, it's, but it, pretty much it's just when by registering your work with the copyright office. Yeah. You're getting, you, uh, if you do it within a certain time, you can get, it's a prima facie evidence in court. So you don't need any other evidence. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's on the other party. It's their burden to prove, like, prove otherwise. Right. You'll also receive uh, statutory damages and attorney's fees if it's successful. And that's just something you can't get with that. They, like he's, Michael said, mm-hmm. they'll laugh at you. It's yeah. like, it is evidence. It is some evidence better than yeah. nothing. Right. Yeah. But spend that extra money. It is expensive. It's $55 per song or work. But you're going to get that protection that you can't get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, don't do that. I never heard of that. That's crazy. Don't do it. Don't do it. But you should listen to the Bushwicks. Yes. And go see them. Yes. Check it out. Check them out in July. And thanks so much for being here, Jess. We'll yeah. do this again real soon. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, of course. And thank you all for listening. And we'll see you soon. Peace.